Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jada, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. You're very welcome to Wednesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Fantastic to have you with us again on the show. I have a competition. I'm giving away very valuable bingo books. Yes, a little bit later on. So you'll need the numbers. These numbers, well, WhatsApp or text me, you will be to 086-1800-658 come competition time or any time if you've anything to say. We'd love to hear from you in the show or you can call in at 0419832000. Latitude, longitude, dogitude? What's it all about? Well, Deirdre Marta is going to tell us in a wee while. I go back to my soundtrack from The Greatest Showman after three on the show today. A woman in a man's world. Yes, Roisin Curtis, woodwork teacher extraordinaire, talks to us on the show today. You do know that Bloom is on the horizon. Yes, it's back after a, a, a break due to the pandemic. And the Cavanaghs, well, are they Bloom fans? Well, you're going to find out all about them, mother and daughter, a little bit later on on the show. And uh, again, uh, it's great to have you with us this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Now, my first guest today on the show is a good friend of ours on Late Lunch. And it's a sombre note we start the show on today because, you see, yesterday, Tuesday, hundreds of children between the age of 7 and 10 went to school at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde in the south of Texas. You do know, if you've been uh, catching the news since early morning, 19 of those children didn't come home. A teacher didn't either, and another person at the school. Because, you see, a young fella called Salvador Ramos, 18 years of age, went to that school and opened fire indiscriminately. He's dead now himself, a very brave officer, had to take him out, a seed situation had developed. But my God almighty, it's shocking, but sadly and depressingly familiar in the United States of America. I'm delighted to welcome back a man from Houston in Texas who's uh, back in Ireland at the moment. He's vastly experienced across the board in life. John M. Shanahan, great to have you with us today. Thank you very much, Gary. How's the uh, reception on your end? Do you hear me all Yes, right? we have you loud and clear, John. We have you Beautiful. loud and clear. John, yeah. your, your reaction, I, I spotted from early morning, uh, there are no words, are there, John, anymore? Unfortunately, Gerry, uh, there are not. We, uh, we've heard too much of the 
quotes thoughts and prayers. Frankly, thoughts and prayers aren't getting it done. That's that's clear to everybody at this point. Um, And what we need is action to get the problem solved. John, you know, when you think about these stats, I've been having a look. There have been 27 school shootings this year alone in the United States and guns have overtaken car crashes as the leading cause of death among children and teenagers. John, those are shocking stats. What, John, why is, has something not been done at this stage? Well, uh, unfortunately, Jerry, the... Um, the gun issue in the United States has been politicized uh, and politicized to the effect that um, people have looked beyond just the practical public safety aspects of gun ownership and allowed um, jingoistic comments about protect the rights of the second under the Second Amendment and haven't been reading the entire Second Amendment. And I don't know if you and your listeners are familiar with it, but the Second Amendment not only grants the right to keep and bear arms, but it gives that right to a very, in a very limited sense. It gives it to a well-organized militia. So the Second Amendment has a long sentence, and the first part of it says that a well-organized militia being essential to the safety of the country, uh, I'm paraphrasing, I think it says safety of the state, um, a, uh, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So what happens is that we've concentrated on the second half of the wording of the Second Amendment and neglected the practical limitation that the founders wrote into the first half. And that has been the downfall uh, of the, of the, uh, that, that we've, that's led us into this present spate of gun violence. So what we need is a more practical reconsideration of the full language of the Second Amendment, the Supreme Court to rule on that, and to get the gun lobby, which has been promoting the second half of the Second Amendment, but not the first half, uh, to pull back and not continue to sell sell guns uh, in an un, unsupervised and unregulated way. And by the way, you mentioned car crashes. Uh, when's the last time you heard anything about um, a, car, a gun owner having to take out insurance, which a motorist, um, a, a car operator has to do? Why aren't we insuring uh, the operation of firearms, just like we insure the operation of uh, uh, of uh, motor cars. Decent point you make for for sure. The lobby is very strong, and it seems to split along party lines as well. Democrats want reform. We saw President Biden this morning and many others appealing for controls and uh, this to be worked on imminently. And yet, on the other hand, the Republicans seem to want to uh, go with the status quo. John, I think that's unfortunate. There's no such thing as a Republican death or a Democratic death. When the, gun, when the firearm is discharged, uh, the bullet isn't partisan and the victim isn't partisan. So it's time to take partisan blather out of the, out of the equation and begin to deal with it in a nonpartisan public safety, public security uh, situation. Uh, we organize a government for the public, for the, for, the good of, uh, for the good of the people and for the public welfare. We don't organize a government along political lines. That's right straight from the preamble to the United States Constitution. Um, so I ask the question, why can't we train shooters in the same way that we train motorists? Ireland certainly has a three-step 
training program for the drivers of automobiles. And if you're a commercial operator, there's even more work that you have to do. So we need training, and that needs to be mandatory. We have insurance for vehicles. We don't have that for weapons. We need to do that. And very frankly, to get to the root cause, as I was discussing with my, my good colleague Ralph Day sitting next to me, he was very quick to point out that going to the root cause of a problem is what you have to begin with. And the root cause, in many cases, is mental instability. And so we're selling guns to people whom we later come to find out uh, have a long history of mental illness. And we've got to, got to find a way to sort out who those mentally ill people are before we hand them a gun over the counter, which is exactly what happened with the fellow in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz, I, I've uh, watched him earlier today, and he says no gun control doesn't work. And he, he pointed, made that point that you make there. There are psychological issues with people. We've got to tackle. We've got to chase the felons, uh, the drug dealers, the people who have guns, etc. But control is not needed. Well, Senator Ted Cruz says a lot of foolish things. He makes a habit of doing that, and there's not a single thing he says that I would agree with. And, and I'm sure you're not alone in that position. Um, you, know, you know, we talk about Ireland, John, and you're familiar with Ireland as well. It's difficult to get a gun here. It's difficult to own a gun, to get a licence. There are a lot of steps that people have to go through. And you certainly can't go into a local store and buy a weapon across the counter with some checks. You look at New Zealand and Australia, where they had difficulties. They've had amnesties and millions of guns handed in. And the facts are there. The uh, mass shootings, well, they were a fascinating of life they're no longer it's so obvious John why can't the greatest nation in the world why does this not dawn on people and and legislators in the states well unfortunately Jerry there's an answer to that that I'm not very happy with and the answer to that is money Um, the National Rifle Association which was once upon a time a very fine uh, firearm safety and training organization has allowed itself to become completely corrupted by uh, the gun lobby, that is to say the lobby of those companies that make the guns, who have decided to use the NRA as a political instrument. Uh, and you'll remember from the uh, last, uh, last campaign when President Trump was elected uh, to office the first time, uh, not the second election, but the first election, there was, the, there was still the open investigation into the question of how did $60 million in campaign money get laundered into the, uh, through the IRA into the Trump campaign. That is still an open question for investigation. Uh, there are suspicions that it came from uh, a source in Russia. Uh, I don't know that to be true, but that has been the publicized suspicion. But the $60 million that got into the Trump campaign via the NRA has yet to be accounted for. There have been so many mass shootings, and you're familiar with this, John. There are smaller ones, and, and, and every life, there shouldn't be one life ended in a shooting, but there are lesser numbers lose their lives regularly across each state in the United States every day. But... Honestly, I have to say, 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, in December 2012, Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut, you'll remember it, John, 20 children, 20 children between 5 and 10 years old, 26 people in total killed. And we thought at that stage, this is a watershed, not on your life. Can this one be? Can this latest atrocity be a watershed? I don't know that it can be. After the the Sandy Hook situation uh, was, was different in the respects that uh, the fellow who did the shooting was mentally ill, didn't buy a gun, uh, went and got his parents' guns, which were not properly locked up. Um, 
Later on, a shooter went and went into a black church. You remember President Obama mm. going to that church, singing Amazing Grace with the congregation. Yes. Uh, that shooter was mentally ill. Uh, we found out more details afterwards. Um, the shooter at Columbine in the high school in, uh, um, uh, in Colorado was mentally ill. Um, and so uh, what we've got is a mental illness problem uh, taking advantage of the free access to guns made possible by a, uh, uh, a, a very, very politically active group called the NRA. Um, and uh, uh, so there you have the resistance to making it all happen. So where's the watershed? be honest with you, Jerry, I don't know. And I don't know that this is going to be a watershed unless there's a commitment that goes that crosses all political, both political parties in, in the United States and makes it possible to adopt reasonable gun regulation uh, where people can still own guns, but own them in the same sense that Ireland has in place gun regulation. In Ireland, you can own a long gun, but you can't own a pistol. The long gun has to be kept in a locked cabinet. The cabinet has to be inspected by the guardee, and there has to be a thorough police check before you can purchase that long gun. Um, those are those are reasonable regulations. If you want to go hunting, um, you know that's fine. Nobody would argue against that. What we want to do is to get the get the assault type weapons, which aren't good any good for hunting anyway, and the uh, assault and, and the assault pistols, the machine pistols, out of the hands of the crazies. And wouldn't it make sense, John? I've been to visit the states uh, on a number of occasions over the years myself, and most particularly, I was in Alaska a few years back fishing. Went in to get provisions in a store, and here was an array of every type of weapon under the sun at an at a counter beside the provi- provisions. Not attended. You could just pick up something, go, and uh, I take it you could purchase it uh, easily enough. Isn't that wrong that there's such a presence and availability? Well. Um, there is the requirement to do a federal uh, to get a federal background check. So that takes about 24 hours. And apparently, the shooter in Uvalde went through all of that. He was 18. He had no prior record. Uh, there was no evidence of his uh, prior criminal uh, criminal behavior. And so, as a consequence, when the NCIC check popped up in the uh, 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 in the in his application for, to purchase the firearm, uh, it was a nil. Uh, result and so the firearms dealer said here young man here's your weapon um and and so there is at least a, a now a, a system in place where there is an ncic that's the national criminal information center check the problem is that's done so quickly if you don't have a prior record and most of these youngsters don't uh they they're mentally disturbed for god knows whatever reasons uh they can they can legally purchase a gun so we know that system isn't working um and, and so there's got to be some kind of more thought given to a better system. The NRA, ironically, I think you know this, are having their annual get-together in Texas. Is it this coming weekend? Yes, it is, unfortunately. And uh, uh, of, the, uh, of the two uh, Republican senators in Texas, one, John Cornyn, canceled his appearance. But Ted Cruz has got his mouth all ready to run, and he's going to be up there jumping up and down uh, singing the praises of the NRA, which has been filling his pockets as a politician. And I have to say, just right right in front of him or behind him will be the uh, uh, the former yellow-haired uh, salesman from Florida, uh, Mr. Trump, who's going to be singing the praises of the NRA. And well, he should, since apparently he got $60 million off of them on his last political run. 
It's a, a really sad day it, 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 and we're just hearing now that it looks like all of the children who lost their lives were in the one class when this guy barricaded himself in it. It really is shocking and I say again it's sad, depressingly familiar but by God I just hope someday the penny drops. What will it take John? Will it take an assault on uh, the political classes on maybe high ranking people on the NRA to waken people up? There was already an assault on the political classes on January the 6th. True. Of, uh, that's right. And the weapons were in the, the adjoining state of Virginia with individuals prepared to go and get those weapons if they thought they could get access to them and bring them into the Capitol. And even an assault on the legislature themselves, a physical assault where weapons were used, not guns because they hadn't brought those in yet, but they were using other weapons to assault legislators. And even that, Jerry, so help me God, wasn't sufficient to cause legislators to take a deep breath and say, wait a minute, we need to control some of this this partisan-fueled madness that's going on in the United States. John, uh, thank you indeed for joining me on the show today on this dark day uh, for the United States again. And you've made some really salient points and all we can hope and hope and pray is that this is actually a watershed in time. Thank you, John. You're very welcome, Jerry. Great to talk to you. Uh, God bless you and your listeners and congratulations on the lovely wedding that you, your daughter was just involved in. Thank you so much, John. Really appreciate your kind words. Thank you very much for joining us on the show today. My God, folks, I woke this morning early and saw this breaking news and we think of the parents of those young children, 7 to 10 years of age, who went to school today, 19 of them, and they never came home. We have regular listeners in the United States, I know, to late lunch, and one of them has been in touch with us, and we thank her. She's in Kansas, and she says to me, Steve Scalise, a Republican member of the House of Representatives, Jerry, was shot while practicing softball a few years ago. He's still against sensible gun control measures. The shooting in Texas, sadly, won't be a watershed, as you mentioned. Uh, as long as Republicans with Scalise's interests and mindset keep getting elected. As a teacher in the US, it makes me sad and angry. And she's just gone in to take another class there as well. Thank you indeed for that message. Telling indeed. So don't hold your breath seems to be the, the consensus from John and our friend. Uh, on the other side of the Atlantic there. 086-1800-658 if you have anything to say to us on the show this afternoon by WhatsApp or text. Now it's happening. Yes, it's happening and you can go along for the first time in a few years. Bloom at the Phoenix Park from the 2nd until the 6th of June. And I think I have two of the biggest fans of Bloom in this country, because I'm delighted to say hello on the show today to Sinead and Alethea Kavanagh. Hello, ladies. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Mum and daughter are the biggest, biggest fans in the world. Mammy, first, Sinead, will you tell us, please, when did this fascination with Bloom begin for you and your daughter? Well, we've always, I've always loved the garden and mom, my mum would have brought me up in the garden beside her. She was brought up beside her mother in the garden. And so my mum, so I did the same for Alethea since time she was very young. So um, it was just a natural thing when it came about once she was walking and, and a bit more mobile. 
bloom was on and I'd heard about it previous years but with a small child you know mm. not something necessarily you'd think about going to and so I brought her and we've gone every year ever since Ah oh my too. what a lovely story so before she could walk she was at Bloom Hey Alethea you are a star of Bloom because I know in 2018 your garden Rainbow's End featured at the festival It did yeah it was it doesn't seem it's actually it does seem like ages ago, but then I remember like the process so clearly. It just, it was, it was really important to me. Mm. Tell Alice is the story behind the garden. So uh, when I was younger, I had a cat. Um, well, I still have another cat now, but um, she passed away, and I didn't really know how to. I had a family member that passed away as well, and I didn't really know how to. I didn't know the stages of grief. So my mum then brought me through the different stages of grief and told me about Rainbow's End, where. Uh, when animals die, they go over, they're happy, they can play in the field, etc., etc. Um, and I just, I wanted to show little children that maybe their parents wouldn't tell them if they had an animal who died or if they had maybe a family member who died and they just weren't sure where they went. And they weren't sure why were they feeling this way after they'd passed. So the garden represented the different state, seven stages of grief and the colours and how it was okay to feel this way. And it was just... I wanted to to encourage children, men and women, just that it's okay to deal with the grief. And this this is the process. And if your process is a little bit different, it's okay. But this is how beautiful it is. Mm, brilliant, brilliant concept, I have to say. And all the stages of working uh, through grief incorporated into it as well. That garden's still knocking around, isn't it? It is. It's now at home in its lovely place of Springboard, Um which is in Navan County Mead, and it's now called Joe's Corner. Um, but it's still we re- re- rearranged the design a little bit, but it's still it's there and it's it's blooming as, as ever and still very vibrant in colour. Ah, you see, gardens go on and on and on, as you know, with a little bit of care. Mum, you have a fantastic young woman there that you have guided along the way. But here, I'm, I'll put this to to, to Ma'am first. Is this true? There's a big rumour circulating that yourself and Alethea are going on the 2nd, the 3rd, the 4th, the 5th and the 6th, all five days. Can you confirm or deny? That's not a rumour at all, Jerry. That's what it is. That's what happens every year. We're a little bit nuts. We go every year. Yeah, because the first few years we went, it would have been, we probably did two or three days because we. I went the first day, it was the Thursday, I know, when she was little. And I thought to myself, do you know what? Um, there's too much to see here and do. So mm. we, need to, we need to do it again. So we got tickets and went another day. And I think we might have done the Monday as well that year. And then I realised that actually you see people, they're going up for the day, which is great. If people only have the day to get out, absolutely go. There's loads to see and do. But there's so much to see and do. I wanted to see all of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we arrange, so we go the five days and we have a little bit of a system in place. And we kind of do, the first day is, I call it President's Day because our president, um, President Higgins will be there with his lovely wife Sabina and they open um, Bloom on the, the Thursday morning. And so there's lots of um, people go for that specifically. Mm. And the show garden is obviously open and everyone yes. is dying to see who the super garden winner is because that's the first glimpse of seeing the garden because the show doesn't dare until that night as to who actually won the competition. Mm. So if you get up there on the Thursday, so, that, so we do that and we have a little wander around, but we have a different task for each day. We kind of assign ourselves a different location because it's huge. There's so much to see and do and we don't rush. 
a military a military operation it is for the cabinets for sure and and you know the, the other thing is and, and I know you're keen to mention this today you're very much looking for people with local connections here to the northeast that you want to engage with yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it has been missing for two years. So yeah. anyone that has had Bloom as part of their life in the calendar in terms of business, um, they know themselves, but everyone should know. It's a, it is. That's a real military operation. Ours is just a little bit planned and then whatever mm. happens. But for them, they're planning 18 months, a year to 18 months in advance, whether it be the nurseries, whether it be the growers, whether it be the fresh food suppliers, um, the beverage companies, the, you know, for the manufacturers. And then all of the other craft workers. I mean, it's a, there's so much craft workers, there's designers, there's um, artists, the um, retail area, the whole retail pavilion, so mm. home furnishings, soft furnishings. So people are gearing up for that for a long time in advance. And to have it missing out of their calendar, is, it would have been a hole because, you know, if that's part of your business model, Yes. It means that you miss out. So we really want to support local. We really want people to think shop local. We want to support local business, small business, industry, artisan, you know, that yes. craft industry. It all needs, we, everyone suffered greatly during the, the lockdowns and pandemic, especially those areas who rely on the markets and marketplaces to be able to come together. Um, and so we want to make sure that people know how much heart and soul and blood, sweat and tears goes into it. So we're doing that ourselves. We're doing that through our little conversations. Okay. Um, but also we're bringing it to the attendees, this, you know, people who've never been to Bloom. If you're looking for a day out, wow, it's a day out. You know, it yes. really is. Yeah. You know, pack a picnic. You buy your tickets and it doesn't have to be expensive after that. You can pack your picnic. You can come back out to the car and go back in again. So you see lots of people who come out and sit in the car park and they're sun loungers and they have their picnic and they go back in. Yeah. Um, it's just a wonderful day out. If you're out in the fresh air, rain, hail or shine, the usual thing, you know, it's Irish weather, so you, you know, sunscreen and umbrellas, wellies and flip-flops, you know, kit yourself out for all, and um, you don't know what way it's going, and you don't want your day spoiled. Yeah. Like just not having the right gear on. Well, you know, please, so. please God, it'll settle, because it is a very wet and windy May we're talking yeah, at at the moment. Yeah. Yes, but it will fill the haggards full of hay, hopefully, eventually. Alethea, back to you. You're a young woman. Are you 16 or 17, Alethea? I'm 16, 17 in September. Good woman. Now, tell me this about you and your age group. Of course, it's in your DNA from your gran and your mam and everybody else. Your, you know, your uh, peers are of the same age and that. Are there many into the gardening or would be into the likes of Bloom? Um, there would be a few of my friends that would be into it, yeah. More, probably more for the day out and getting to see, and especially after COVID, there'd be a lot more, but it would be more for just the excitement and the smells and seeing everything. But no, there would be a, a, quite a few of my friend group who would be interested in it, yeah. And what do you get most from it? If, if I was to ask you, like, what do you get from the garden and gardening and the design you did a few years ago and all that's going to be ahead of you for these wonderful five days in June? What what does it do for you? Um, Honestly, it just brings back memories of when I was younger and just it kind of it's it's kind of soothing especially like gardening in their own garden it's just it's relaxing it it just brings you like down to earth and you're quite literally down to earth <laughs> yes. Um, yes. and just you just get to relax and go with the flow and you, you can't you can't rush it yeah you can't hurry up the process it's just soft and slow and just it, it makes it, it makes you think and think about the things that are important 
Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I am an old gardener myself and uh, I have a wee greenhouse and now a polycarbonate tunnel and uh, they all know in late lunch land my uh, granddaughter Ava is a budding gardener as well. She's only seven and she's love it. And we love it for exactly, you couldn't have summed it up better, Alethea, there. It is calm. There's no time. You can take your time in and, uh, and your thoughts are, are, are all with you. Mum, what about yourself, if I was to say to you, is it similar what you get from it? Absolutely, yeah. I'm laughing as we're talking, as you're talking to Lethe, because I'm looking out at the garden and going, we're doing no mow May, but it looks like we haven't mowed since last May. Um, <laughs> and we're not really bothered about it because we've a garden full of finches and sparrows because of the dandelion heads, yes. but it does need to be tackled fairly soon. So we'll enter into bloom mode kind of by Saturday morning so the garden here will start getting a bit tickied up and that way we know what we've space for to bring back from bloom the following yeah, weekend I've yeah. just been told I'm not allowed to buy anything she just <laughs> gave me the daggers <laughs> but you know you described it there beautifully and that's lovely to encourage the birds and let the wildlife have a go as well no more mate. and mind you you wouldn't mow much with the wet conditions <laughs> the no, last no. while either we so. would be big keen and we would be very keen on the likes of biodiversity Are so you? Like yeah. anything we plan we we mm. use try and use organic um, and um, peat free stuff where possible. We don't yes. use pesticides. We don't so any of the growing that we do, if it's for edibles and that, we don't use anything in the garden to you know to promote. Yeah, uh, it's just good old farmyard manure. A bit about chicken. Ah chit, yes, chit. I believe is the is the product chit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and all the odors that go with them, they're part and parcel of it, and just get it into your lungs and breathe it deeply. And put it in your chest. It'll only do you good. I take it that you have. Uh, uh, some uh, previous purchases from other bloom years uh, uh, adoring that garden of yours. There might be, yeah. Might be <laughs> I'm sure there's a few. Alethea, They run together, we don't know which is which. Alethea, do you want to grass, forgive the pun on your mother? Uh, there's bloom in the garden, is there? Yeah. Right, so pretty much every single plant in there is either from bloom <laughs> or a garden shop. I think you remember a couple of years ago now, we had a trolley and we went around getting the flowers. There wasn't any food to make it in the car. I kid you not. <laughs> God, yeah. Yeah. Ma'am, ma'am. You see, that's to do with her as well, Jerry, yeah. because she went through the years. She's always been a bit of a cutie. Right. I'm going to get shot for saying that now because she's fans listen. I just, I'm about to be killed. Um, but she's also, when she was a tot, she'd take a liking to things in the show gardens. Yes. And so, depending on who the designers were, um, she's met a number of wonderful, wonderful designers over the years. And she's been lucky enough to have some of them mentor her and everything. Um, and they would gift her bits and pieces. Ah. So, so right. we've we've come home with gifts as well as purchases. So yeah. there's see a lot. Yeah, there is. There's a lot in the garden. Ah. Very higgledy piggledy. We just stick it in whenever there's a gap. Listen, um, that's the that's the fun fun of it as well. Anyway, it's to be looked forward to the second to the sixth of June. The Cavaniers are aficionados and delighted to be back after the sabbatical. Absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, my daughter is just she's a teenager, and anyone who has a teenager will know why she's in fits of giggles in the corner and I'm trying to hold it together so no it is we're delighted to be back we're delighted to see we're looking forward to seeing people that we know that we've chat over the years yeah. you know the different nursery owners and, and even designers and things like that and see what they've done this year and of course all the show gardens are always designed a lot of the time they're done for like charities and things like that you know yeah. so they 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. They go on to have a home there as well. So we do love that aspect of it as well. We just love all of us. Anyway, if you're listening today, and I know there are people from the area here heading to Bloom, they'll be participating in it. The cabinets are on your case. Give them your time. Say hello to them over the uh, 6th. Uh, the 2nd of the 6th of June. Yeah, I, yeah I wish you both well. It, Can I give you the socials? Can yeah, I give you the yeah, socials? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So it's just the Bloom Girls on, on Instagram and Facebook, the Bloom Girls. Okay. Um, and we've an email address, the Bloom Girls MH for me at gmail.com. So if any traders and retailers and exhibitors and stuff are going, please get in touch so we can chat to you. And we'd love to meet anyone who wants to say hi when we're there. Please say hi, say hello. And we might give you a shout. We might give you a shout on the Thursday or Friday, Jerry, live from well, the garden. Well, you know something? I'm quite happy to do that. Let's make that a date. The Bloom Girls, they're on their way from the Royal County. Thank you so much for joining me today, Alethea and Sinead Kavanagh. God bless you. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jerry. Bye-bye. 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 Oh, the excitement is building towards Bloom and it's just fantastic to have it back. Late Lunch LMFM Radio coming up shortly on the show. What's it like being a woman working in a man's world? Roisin Curtis with us shortly. But before all that, let's take a wee break. Counting Crows, big yellow taxi on your late lunch this Wednesday afternoon. Just reminding you that Drogheden District Chamber's first business networking lunch in over two years is taking place on Friday, June 24th at the Monaster Boys Inn from 1 until 4 o'clock. The guest speaker is actor Simon Delaney. For more information or to book your place, contact Brenda at drogheda.chamber.ie or visit drogheda.chamber.ie. Ah, Louise, you've come up with something, have you, to ease the burden on this man's shoulders? (laughs) What are you talking about? You've no burden on your shoulders. Um, I just saw um, a piece on breakingnews.ie where Dyson has issued a call to robotics engineers uh, to join them because they want to build... Home assistant robots to have in homes by the end of the decade, not century, decade. Hey, we oh. have one. You're looking at him. It's me. It's me. Oh, yeah. It's me, Barbara. C3PO over there in the corner. <laughs> 
Oh my! What would you use a robot for? Like if, because I, I presume they can't do everything. Maybe they have specific. Oh, oh tasks. listen, I have it. I have it. I just know what I want the robot for. I want the robot to do the ironing. I don't even bother doing ironing. I'm yeah, good on you. Clothes. Good on you, Louise. Good on you, Louise. And by God, does Louise flatten them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, claws out there, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Louise, don't be doing things like that. I can't resist, you know me. <laughs> I, I always have to come in there. How could I let that one go? The goal was right open before that me. That is true. I walked straight into it. I had to put I the ball straight in the into there. Sorry, Louise. Sorry, Louise. It's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. I promise you. Yeah, I think I, I, it's in, on a serious note, like the ironing, yes. I, like, do you, you, know, do, do you never, actually No, iron? no. I never earned a thing there in my life. Go. Never, <laughs> ever in my whole life. I did, so st- two of us don't have a clue what an iron <laughs> looks like. You're talking to two iron <laughs> files here that have nothing to do with it. I, I know how to throw the clothes into the washing machine badly at times, but I can do that. I'll hang them out, bring them in. Ironing, no, never did anything. As I said one time, if I have to iron, when I used to have to wear shirts every day, I'll buy one for each day of the not. year. And then not have to iron them. Or just but iron the collars and put a jacket over it. <laughs> I um, anything you would. You know, I, I mentioned the ironing. Mm. You agree with the ironing. Is there anything else? You know what I mean? That you lo- yeah, as, I agree as, with the ironing. Um, well, no, only if I did ironing, I'd agree with the ironing. Yes. Kids yes. lunches. School oh. lunches. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Tough one, isn't it? Oh, I can't. I I try and make them the night before, but yes. okay. And I get sick of ham sandwiches like for <laughs> every single day, like. Yeah, so we want the robot. Uh, we want so Louise wants. Let's get a robot to do the lunches, do the ironing, the windows. Yeah, you know, I yeah. never clean the windows. Really, just get about ten robots yeah. for the house. <laughs> or a multitask robot. That's really <laughs> what we're looking for. I'm delighted to hear from Brenda Joyce. She's on to me. Hello, Brenda. And the Association of Irish Floral Artists, she wants to mention, are looking forward to welcoming floral art competitors and visitors back to bloom. Uh, we have several competitors, or Brenda says they have several competitors from the northeast, and they're wishing everybody good luck and lots of fun at bloom. And anyone visiting bloom, please do drop by to the AOIFA stand. And in the plant nursery, there'll be daily floral art demonstrations held at the nearby stage. And of course, Miss Brenda Joyce will be, I'm sure, giving exhibitions because she's a wonderful floral artist. So that's an invite to floral artists, for people to see what it's all about at Bloom this year. God, it's great to be talking about you know Events everything again. coming back yeah. isn't it it really really Bloom is. is a great event ah it's I've Can't been I've, I've been there a few times mm. and, and, and really really enjoyed it on a day visit unlike the cabinets <laughs> who have season tickets <laughs> they have season tickets uh, at this stage on a bed of roses on a bed of roses anyway back to the robots uh, if we could give you a robot we'll have to give away a robot on late lunch wouldn't well, that the, be something else these seem I know you can get you know robot robotic uh, hoovers mm. and the ones for cutting the lawn. Yes. But I presume these actually, you know, have hands seemingly what for the previews that it oh, shows yes. here and they yes. are actually robots. Real robots. Real robots. You agree with us? The ironing, the lunches for school, well, cleaning the windows. Some teenagers are kind of robots anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you'd uh, have a robot do? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text for the fun of it. Short break on so. late lunch. <laughs> Coming up next, yes, she's a woman in a man's world and thriving. Roisin Curtis joining us shortly. A woman in a man's world. And we hear about the glass ceiling all the time. And in politics, it's quite obvious that more and more women are becoming involved and rightly so. And we need more of them too. 
But uh, my next guest is regarded as one of the finest teachers in the region. She's brilliant, loved by all in Sundry, and she's a woodwork teacher at St Mary's Diocesan School. And I'm delighted to say hello to her again. Roisin Curtis, welcome back to Late Lunch. Hi, Jerry. Thanks very much for having me. Lovely no, words too. Thanks for that. Not at all. They are so true. They really are. mean them sincerely. How long are you uh, at the woodwork game? How many years are you there? Um, this is my 16th year now in St Mary's. And you are, and, and must have been back then, a tiny percentage when you look at the overall cadre of woodwork teachers in Ireland. Give us a, an idea of the figures. Yeah, so when I graduated back in 2006, I would have been one of 13 women in the country who were qualified uh, woodwork and construction studies teachers. Um, and now you would think it's a lot more. Um, it's over 75 at the moment, but there are 1,350 men. So we're still only in the 5%. Uh, but getting get there slowly but surely, you know. And and when you came into the job, uh, tell me back then, what was the reaction like of your peers and students alike? Um, I think when I, when I went to do woodwork in general, um, I know my teachers were trying to put me off it. Um, maybe the female teachers in my school, my guidance counsellor and that, thought that I shouldn't go to woodwork because I had too many points for it. Um, so I kind of had to fight from the start to do it. I loved it. I was lucky enough I went to a mixed school that did woodwork and I had a fantastic teacher, uh, Mr Chris Noonan, up in Dundalk in the tech there. He told me not to go into teaching, but I obviously didn't listen to him. <laughs> and um, I decided, first off, I was going to go into furniture design and manufacture. Um, so I had no intention of teaching at all. I, I knew I just wanted to do woodwork, and I did my degree in furniture design and manufacture. And after that, I was kind of saying, OK, what, what am I going to do now? And fell into teaching and did a, did, a, did a bit of substitution in my old school and actually loved it and said, you know what, I'm going to go back to college and train to be a woodwork teacher. Um, so at the start, when I was doing substitution in my old school, I remember going to a class and a wee fella saying, like, we've a woman woodwork teacher, we've a woman woodwork teacher, you know. <laughs> yes. And, uh, like, thinking that, like, even now I can just imagine it. Um, it's great now in St. Mary's in that there isn't a reaction, maybe more so from the parents when they're coming to the parent-teacher and teacher meeting. Some of them are looking for Mr. Curtis. But <laughs> I think now after um, 16 years, they're kind of used to, you know, Miss Curtis in the yes. school there. And we're very lucky we have a second uh, female woodwork teacher in the school for the last two years now, Miss Lynch. So, yeah, we're taking over. First woodwork, then the world, you know. Yeah, it's, it <laughs> really is great. And you've been involved in so much, you know, with your students as well. Uh, you know, various projects. We know that also over the years. And and, and the boys, like, you know what I mean? As you say, it's par for the course. And there's two of you now. You've gone up uh, yes, 100%. Yes. <laughs> We're taking over. <laughs> in, in terms of, of, of uh, you know, teaching woodwork, and of course you had mentioned mechanical studies uh, uh, and that as well, sure, women are as able as, uh, and as able and capable as men. You know that, and I've always yeah. known that. Yeah. I think it's still, like, in Ireland, it's, it's still behind us. Not many all-girls schools do woodwork, you know. There's, yes. there's a few in the country, but not too many. I think now they are starting to bring in technology, but it's no different to like our own school, which is an all-boys school, not doing home economics, apart from obviously in transition year where they do the cooking. Um, so I suppose when you don't have it at, at secondary school, you're not going to follow it on as a career, you know. Mm. Um, as I said, I was lucky I went to a mixed school that had that option of doing woodwork. Um, so it would be great to see like that being introduced across the board, you know. 
Mm. I suppose it's investment and money going into getting classrooms and facilities and things like that. Mm. Um, and Roisin, today, I don't have to remind you with the shortage is of you know tradespeople and skills of which woodwork is one it's a, a fantastic area to go into because the skill as you know you can use here in Ireland or anywhere all over the world Yes and, and you know what it's a great class to be in because it's quite interactive and different and you know some kids that might struggle in other subjects come in and excel in mine you know so Yes there are many talented kids out there that just need the opportunity to sign, whether it's in woodwork or construction studies or technology or any of those practical subjects, do you know? Mm. Um, and we get a range of kids from all across the board. And, um, you know, I, I often say some kids are just born with it naturally and you'll see yeah. them coming in in first year and it's amazing to see them just, you know, excel. And then you'll have other kids who don't have it naturally. And again, to watch them over the years being able to produce projects and up to a stage of where they're maybe doing construction for leaving Sarah and making something like a garden bench and that, you know, it's yes. great to see. You know, I have to say it's a regret, Roisin, I, I, of mine, because I went to the opposition on the other side of town, St. Joseph's uh, yeah. CBS, but because I was streamed in the academic and the languages, I wasn't afforded the opportunity to even yeah. try. At the, yeah. I take it that's long changed today. That's long gone, yeah. yeah. It's all mixed ability now. So yes. yeah, there's, there's no more streaming, thank God. And yeah, it's given everybody the opportunity to do it now. Sometimes the hindrance can be the parents and that they think, oh, no, you know, it, it, like there still is a wee bit of a stigma or woodwork in that, that, you know, he's too intelligent to do that. Um, and oftentimes I would have kids who, uh, when we did do a stage of where they tried out the subject, they'd be dying to do it and they'd be brilliant at it, but maybe the parents want them to pick business or something instead because they're, you know, I mm. suppose I've, I've seen it over the stage where there was the recession and people were thinking of where the jobs were, but... Personally, as a teacher, I always think when you're making an option and a choice, it should be something you enjoy, and that's half the battle. Do you know what I mean? And yes. stop worrying about what jobs are going to be there, and you know, because we know ourselves in six and ten years' time, things change, and yep. whatever has you know jobs out there now isn't the same in a decade. You know, when they kind mm. of finish college and school, so go what you enjoy, and that's half the battle. And of course, if you learn the skills, uh, you can take them with you. Can you know yourself? So many people, jobs for life now are nearly a thing in the yeah. past. You yeah. can always have that skill. Go to something else. Come back to it. That's the value of it. Multi, yeah. multi skilled. And even like things like like I do laugh at um, say hanging up something in your in your house. Not everybody necessarily knows how to drill the hole in yes. and put in the roll plug and that. So simple things like even using a drill. Do you know? Um, like whether you go on and use it in college or not, the skills that you're learning there and um, using the machines and stuff you will use when you're a homeowner anyway and mm. it's great to have that basis, you know. And and as I mentioned, that is a regret of mine. There was never a skill. But Roshan, I'll make a confession. I, I don't know whether I mentioned this before on the show today. Should I tell them everything? I only made one thing in my life with, with, with wood and I treasure it. I made a crib and we still have the, the wooden crib every year out it comes and I tell everybody, Roshan, I made that. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's what I love about my job because I get to see that every single day. Of the do week. you? Do you know? Because you'd want to see, I do like I do a sword and a shield with my first years and they are dying to bring it home. They can't wait to bring it home. Like, can I collect it at the end of the day? And it's just known that you have made it from scratch, you know? Mm. And that follows through to their junior cert and then leaving cert as well. So, like, I kept my project for years. My mother's going to kill me now for saying this because she's probably listening to it. But my, my mother kept my projects from first year right up to, um, like, 
leaving Sears and then college, obviously, I got better furniture after that and um, kept it for years and years. And then all of a sudden she decided that she was going to chop it up for firewood when she got a new stove. I said, she must have kept it for about 20 years. And then she and I said, where's that project gone? Oh, I chopped it up for firewood. So I said, my God. I knew I should have taken it to my own home when I had it, you know. <laughs> well, Roisin, she got 20 years of enjoyment ever and then it warmed the cockles of our hearts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> Let me ask you while I have you on with me because it is coming to end the term now and exams are on the horizon and, of course, in your job you greet them in in first year and you say goodbye to them at the end as well. From a teacher's perspective, you know, um, it's a watershed in life when they move on. Do you miss them or is it like really just, you know, the next crop come along and you just deal with them or do you ever, you know, uh, you know what I'm getting at? That, you know, certain students and people are, you know, are are more than just students, you know, that you get, um, you know, you know what I'm getting at from a teaching point of view. Uh, it depends on the class. Yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> uh, okay. No, I'm joking. Honestly, yeah, there is a big part of that. We had our six-year graduation last yeah. week and it was very emotional with kids coming up and giving you hugs and saying thanks. Oh. And last night we had our TY graduation and while they're still in the school, obviously I'm TY coordinator in St. Mary's, um, you know, I won't necessarily all see them for leaving there. So, mm. yeah, it's very emotional because you get very attached to these kids. Yes. Like when you see them coming in in first year and maybe they're calling to your room, your room for tea or coffee or maybe the teachers that are doing extracurricular sports and that, we spend a lot of time with, with these kids. So, yeah, you do get really attached and it could be hard to wave them on. But then, you know, it goes so quick as well. You know, that September doesn't be coming, you know, long coming yes. around again. You get another crew in and just a cycle that continues and while they leave we still stay there and see the next cruise so mm, it's the circle yeah. of life isn't it really it and that's is, yeah. and your part and big part and parcel of it is as well um but look at anyway progress being made on the uh, the female side of of the of the uh, woodwork uh, etc more coming in much done more to do roshin yeah, definitely. We might get you down to St. Mary's. I could get you doing a bit of a project, maybe for a bit of crafting. Well, well, you know what? Are. You know what? It's something I'd love to do, and I will come back to you on that come the new term or whatever. You know what I mean? That yeah. I, It's a regret I have that I, I, I never did have a go. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, perhaps that's something. I'd become the... Uh, the youngest, oldest student in town under the uh, <laughs> guidance of uh, the wonderful Miss Roisin Curtis. But look, for the moment, we acknowledge you and your colleague there and all the uh, women across the country who are in what would be known predominantly as male, uh, you know, teaching jobs and doing fantastic jobs all over the place. Lovely to talk to you again. Have a nice summer, Roisin. Take care Thank of yourself. You. Thanks, Jerry. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Roisin Curtis there. One of the... Uh, most fantastic teachers you'll ever come across. She really is. She's a wonderful teacher, you know, and she gives so much to her students, you know, just beyond the curriculum and that as well. I've happened to come across on a number of occasions over the years here and she's simply brilliant and I know she's earns the uh, rightful respect of all who she's had uh, the privilege to teach. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio on this midweek Wednesday afternoon. Still to come on the show, I have another belter from The Greatest Showman to play for you and tell you a little bit more about it. And Doggitude, what's it all about? Doggitude, no, it's a word. It really is a word. Check it out. I'll tell you. No, I won't tell you. Deirdre Martha will explain with us a little bit later on the show. Sinead hates emptying the dishwasher, Louise. She would love a robot. 
for emptying the dishwasher. There and not breaking any plates, uh, taking them out. Yeah, and programmed the, the, the uh, robot for that. Listen to this one. Jerry's been on to say, I would love a robot for shaving twice mm-hmm. a week. I detest shaving, Jerry. Me too. My- <laughs> 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 I'm going to take the Fifth Amendment on that one. My wife, Patricia, has He's already her own insulted me once. <laughs> <it> again. <laughs> Let me finish what Jerry has to say, Willie, you and your shaver. My wife, Patricia, has her own robot. He does the hoovering and cuts the grass every week. How lucky is she? I hope she's not listening, says Jerry in Knockbridge this afternoon. I love that. But Louise, on the subject of shaving, it's I, I, years ago, I remember saying this on the show here. For us fellas, I shave every day, mm-hmm. and uh, I have a lovely little electric shaver, which I which I just like. You know what I mean? Another time, I'd use the the scrabby blades and that as well. But they'll always make mince meat somewhere. There'll be blood blood <laughs> flowing somewhere. But it's, it's a, a toilet roll stuck to your yeah, 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 Do you remember that? Yeah. But it's a nuisance. I agree with Jerry. Shaving is a nuisance. But you have a, a, an update on the robot situation. They're Not being the used. shaving. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, Jerry. We can't help you there. You haven't. But there is a robots working away. Yeah, they're using robots in a lot of restaurants on the continent, but they're also using in Cork and Kerry. Yeah. So you can, you know, get your meal served to you by robots. <laughs> and also in Adair Manor, I believe they're using them to collect golf balls. I play with a few fellas and they need robots. Really? Because <laughs> they play military golf left, right. That would save us a lot of time if we get round quicker. No names mentioned, just in case. <laughs> but but uh, in a restaurant, you mm. know, in a restaurant to serve up your food yeah. with a robot. What would you tip them with? Oil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or batteries if they run on batteries or a, a, a power charger or something like, like that yeah. that's interesting and how it. would you complain about a meal uh, they'd ignore you <laughs> or or you might get something like this back at you <laughs> the, Daleks, the Daleks the Daleks is right I love them I love them anyway it seems to be the way of the world they're on their way robots are taking over and then of course we'll have something else to give out about but anyway they might Nancy you back they might just go along peacefully and do their job and sure, wouldn't that be a benefit anyway late lunch LMFM radio stay with us we're heading towards top of the hour three now with news weather and sport hi Jerry and Louise my late dad used to use a piece of Rizla cigarette paper when he cut himself shaving says Thomas I remember that that's so true that uh, was a thing that a lot of men used if they nicked themselves while shaving isn't that lovely uh, a listener sent us in a uh, whatsapp of a robot uh, working a restaurant in Spain it's fantastic out it came from the kitchen with all the dishes now it did need somebody to put them up on the table but robotics it's certainly uh, becoming part and part of the restaurant game for sure thank you so much for taking time uh, to send it into us now St Nicholas have their monster drive-in bingo this Sunday at the next GA grounds on the Ratmullen Road in Drogheda it begins at 3 o'clock and I have three books. They're worth 60 euro each to give away for the big bingo at the Knicks. The question was, Rise and Shine is the nickname for which bingo number? Some people said nine. Some people said 19. Others said 69. The number I was looking for, Rise and Shine, is the nickname for 29. 29 is the answer. And a book each going to Annette Tiernan, Patrick Darian 
and Nolene Donnelly. Well done to all of you. We'll be in touch to make the arrangements for those books. I hope you win big at the Monster Bingo with the Knicks on Sunday, this Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock. Now, my soundtrack this week comes from the movie The Greatest Showman. And the movie itself, it did really well at the box office because between its release in late December 2017 and when it was taken off the uh, rota at uh, cinemas around the world in July 2018, it took in, listen to this, $435 million. And when you put that against the production budget of $84 million, well, it was a fine return. Lots of other costs, of, of course, involved there, but it made a handsome profit for the producers. Takings, those takings mean it's the third highest grossing musical of all time. As regards its reception, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an average rating of 6 out of 10, with critics liking it in the main, especially for its music, choreography, costumes and sets. However, there were the naysayers, of course, who described the movie as magnificently idiotic, smoke and mirrors with no substance. Ah, well, you can't please them all, as they say. Now, today's song features Zac Efron and Zendaya, who sing about their blossoming relationship, which has been hampered by class and racial divide. Today on Late Lunch, from The Greatest Showman, I give you Rewrite the Stars. You know I want you It's not a secret I try to hide I know you want me So don't keep saying our hands are tied You claim it's not in the cards Fate is pulling you miles away And out of reach from me But you're here in my heart So who can stop me if I decide That you're my destiny Oh, beautiful, isn't it? Absolutely beautiful. Rewrite the stars from my featured soundtrack this week, which comes from the movie The Greatest Showman and more in uh, music and words round about this time tomorrow on Late Lunch. I know about longitude, latitude, dogitude, having a clue, but you and I are going to find out next. As you know from listening to Late Lunch over the years, they're very creative people at Causey Farm. Do I have to remind you about Halloween and pharmaphobia? Christmas time, it's a must-see. But they've gone barking mad, I think, this year. Deirdre Martha, hello. How are you? Well, <laughs> yes, we have gone a bit barking mad. You saw what we were trying to do a few minutes ago. We've set up this big swimming pool so dogs can actually jump into water. And I know it sounds crazy, but they love jumping. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> That's one of the things, anyway. Yes, dogitude is on Sunday. Oh, Deirdre, dogitude. I love it. Longitude, latitude, dogitude. There certainly is a ring about it. Deirdre, where did this concept come from, please? I you know, we, just I suppose everybody's been really into dogs lately. And Matt, my brother, came up with the idea on his own. But it seems, you know, it's not it's not a unique idea, but it's a great old, it's a great idea. And we've lots of places and things and space and cosy that we can we can make it really good. Like mm, I was looking at the lineup, and there's so much to enjoy if you're a four-legged friend lover for sure, because it's a dog lovers festival, isn't that basically it? That's it. And like, so many of us are really into I, I had an amazing dog that followed me absolutely everywhere. So that was how I fell in love with dogs. But, um, and, I, and now poor little, poor doggo is, is not here anymore. But, um, you know, some, like lots and lots and lots of people have a really, really close connection with dogs. And 
And to look, it's a great way to celebrate something and celebrate something special for, yes. for everyone. Yes, and, and, and Deirdre, I, w- uh, I want to say Deirdre as well, dogs. because I think yeah. you just touched it a moment ago. So many people have dogs. From lockdown, dogs became a huge part of people, you know what I mean, being well and have remained part of yeah. families ever since, Deirdre. For sure. For, for absolutely sure. And just the, the kind of um, unconditional love and, mm. <laughs> and attention we get from yes. them. It's great. And, and of course, there's a whole load of dogs like they're so skilled as well, but and on Sunday we're going to really celebrate like sheepdog. There's a sheepdog trial running all day, and um, there's gun dogs showing what they can do. So retrieving, and we've got a pond, yes. and they're going to throw things out and, and you know do all sorts of tricks there. Um, agility. Have you ever seen agility? Oh, I've seen it, and it is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, you you could just look at these dogs doing all sorts of things. Mm. So, so you have so many different facets of working dogs and performance yeah. dogs that will be going on all day. So you know what I'm even thinking? Should have you even had had a dog? It's worth going along to experience all this. It is, uh, you know, and, and there's music as well. Like we have some lovely music. <laughs> so live music, we, we're calling that the Wolf Dog stage. Um, <laughs> as well as a lot of learning and talking and all sorts. You know. Yes, I love it. You know, folks, you remember the classic rock festival, Woodstock, late 60s. Yeah. Well, on your doorstep in Causey Farm in the northeast is Woofstock this weekend. And lots of entertainment, of course, there for everybody. Do you know what I love as well? I picked out something that I think people yeah. will be very interested in. You can have a portrait done of your pooch. You can, and photos, photo portraits. Yeah, you can, there's lots of stuff. Um, you know, there's loads of different little things. You can get your name, dog's name engraved onto something that's another dog. List. So there's over 40 different dog experts yeah. going to be there as well. So, mm. yeah, loads of different things. Vets, behaviourists, they'll be all about nutrition, exercise, you name it. Everything to do with the uh, the, the love of your life, as I call a dog, who yeah. unconditionally loves you, who licks you every time they see you and loves you, never says a bad word to you, Deirdre. Isn't that just the ideal? Exactly, never a bad word. And, and, and there's loads of things that they can try. So there's hay bale racing, there's dog shows, there's lots of different things that doggies can um, take part in as well. Like lots, loads and loads of things. So that's, that's part of the fun, for sure. Okay, so if you've been to Pharmaphobia, if you've been there at Christmas, you know what we're talking about. Just remind listeners who haven't been where you are, Deirdre. Yeah, we're just between Kells and that boy. If you come from Navan, Drada, that end of town, that end of the world, Dublin, it's um, the exit nine from the M3. Yes. So the Navan, that, that the hospital exit there at Navan. And you go towards that boy and just before that boy, turn right. You'll find us. There's You'll the find it. Exit nine, the N3 is the key. No matter where you're coming from in the country, follow the road on there and it's a right turn before you get into the boy and it'll be well signposted for there. Yeah. And there'll be only queuing up to welcome you. 11 to 5 on Sunday, Deirdre. That is indeed, yep. 11 to 5. Woof woof! Thanks a million. <laughs> Talk to you soon. God bless. Take care, Bye bye. Bye bye. What wonderful people they are, the Martins there, and innovating all of the time. What a great day that'll be. And I've been just looking at the weather forecast. Sunshine this weekend. It's going to be a lovely weekend. Thank God the rain is moving away. So a great day in store there at Causey Farm for all in sundry. That's our lot on late lunch today. Coming up tomorrow on the show, he's back. But as they say in the circus world, 
for one day only and I don't mean to infer anything there the wonderful Professor Paul Moyna is with us tomorrow uh, and as you know there's another bit of a virus going about we're going to have a chat with him strawberries aren't they gorgeous we're talking about them tomorrow Hannah Rose May joins us from LA and Rockathon is on as well this weekend all coming your way and more besides on Thursday's late lunch Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio stay with us wonderful music and more besides but we leave you today in the company of who, Louise? Who's the who may in the company of today? Who are we leaving them with? What great piece of music have we? Louis Capaldi. Capaldi himself, the man himself. See you tomorrow, half one. Have a nice Wednesday. Your home of great music. To give me through it all. L-M-F-M. I'm going on during this time. I fear there's no one to save me. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.